Hi everyone, thanks for tuning into our Scale to Zero show. With this podcast, our goal is to get your security questions answered from experts in the security space and build a community. For today's episode, we have Swati Anujarya with us. Swati is a leader at the CISO office at Amazon Pay. Prior to that, Swati was a member of the financial services compliance team at AWS. She has also been associated with uh, ISACA for various security training initiatives. Swati, thank you so much for joining with me today. Right. Thanks so, for inviting. <laughs> absolutely. All right. So let's get started with the questions. The first question is, for a fast-growing fintech startup, what investments should be made in cybersecurity? I think basics need to be corrected, right? Uh, so security is not something that you can think once you have designed everything. So security has to be integrated in the uh, entire process, in the entire setup of the organization. Uh, generally, we see people think about or organization think about security once they have sorted out the functionality part and then they realize, OK, uh, there are certain things which were correlated with the functionality. Even if they have a limited budget, limited scope, I think the basic control need to be implemented. And uh, when they are designing these controls, they need to assess the risk. And based on the risk, they need to align the security investment. Uh, most of the time, people think that their business is too small for cybersecurity attacks. But if you look at the uh, stats, it says that 60% uh, small and medium-sized organizations have to shut down their shops just because of the cybersecurity attacks. So they have to make these investments in the start. They need to consider security at the uh, start and ongoing basis. And if they are making investment, it has to be based on the risk assessment results and basic controls need to be implemented correctly and it need not to be always a kind of heavy investment solutions uh, sometime over so open source basic security controls can help a lot makes sense so so security and product development should go hand in hand rather than exactly security being an afterthought okay. makes sense uh, the next question is for a startup what's the right time to invest in improving the overall security posture versus getting certifications, let's say SOC 2 or ISO? It depends on the business and uh, business priorities as well as where they are doing business, right? So there are certain geographies, certain markets, certain industry where these certifications are kind of must, right? So when you'll go to your first customer or when you'll go to your first invest investor, right? They'll ask whether you have these controls in place or not. Uh, while if you are working in industry where data is less regulated, the uh, sensitivity of the data is on lower side, I think you may decide to have the certification at later point of time. Based on what type of data you are dealing with, if you're dealing with sensitive data, like for example, financial data or personal identifiable information, you are targeting customers in geographies where the uh, regulations and uh, the uh, governance is, is on a higher side. I think these investments and these efforts need to be done in the initial years. And what we have observed in past past few years that even when they are going for investments or they are going for uh, funding, uh, their investors uh, are looking for these details. They're asking what, what is your security posture and they are making decision based on that. And the overall valuation of the company can can be reduced if you don't have these security measures, compliance programs in place. Okay, makes sense. 
next question in case of any ransomware attack what is the best way to restore data i think uh, once ransomware attack has happened it's too late that from where you'll uh, get the backup and uh, restore the data Mm-hmm. uh this should be decided much prior that much prior to that right it should be part of your overall bcpdr plan and you should have a dedicated setup for backup and uh definitely you cannot have backup at the same place where you your actual production data is there so there has to be like segregation where you are keeping your uh, backup data and if you have done your bcp planning and uh dr planning properly i think these questions can be answered easily because if you have planned where your backup data is restoration would be just like another step right so i think organizations which have done their bcp planning properly they have kept their data uh, as recent as possible which have done their restoration testings uh, those organizations have been surviving these kind of situations better because they they have not waited till that attack happened right, right. they have planned Uh, for it in much uh, before and they have uh, tested those plans right so sometimes you may have planned everything very proper but is it working have you tested it have you restored your backup to see if it's working or not so i think those are critical step and uh, having a good cloud infrastructure available uh, from different hyperscale cloud providers i think uh, backup is not something which is like a tedious thing to do you just have to decide what you want when you want and you can get it uh, with like minimal cost and uh, minimal efforts okay so preparedness with backups has right. more value yeah and not keeping all the eggs in one bucket one bucket <laughs> okay uh, from a security standpoint how should we prepare for a large scale event so when you say large scale event i think uh, organization may not have considered how to contain those events right so even if we are saying large scale event if it is detected properly uh, the detection has happened timely uh, there is a proper incident management plan in uh, place it will do early detection it will do uh, containment and eradication and then it will help you in responding in faster way so um, i mean the effort should be in the direction of reducing the overall impact and getting this uh, event a large scale event and as soon as you identify it uh, as soon as you take action uh, it can be the impact can be reduced and the damage can be on on lower side okay makes sense uh, the last question in the event of a data breach what should the response plan look like Right. So when we say data breach, right, there are multiple things that need to be considered. First, what type of data has been impacted, and is it a confirmed mm-hmm. breach? If answer is yes, that this is a regu- I mean, data which is like uh, regulated in nature, and there are legal implication of this data being breached. I think first part is that you need to identify who need to be informed, and what is the timeline that you have to uh, abide with, right? Sometimes there can be legal implication of not abiding with. the uh, incident reporting so i think that mm-hmm. is a critical piece where you involve multiple stakeholders and uh, you make sure that you are in, in those uh, timelines second is which is very critical is that again the containment is important right so you you are aware that the data breach has happened mm-hmm. have you addressed it have you contained it or 
you are facing it's like a kind of something which is happening on ongoing basis so right. containing that data breach and then uh doing a root cause analysis like what has gone wrong so that the steps can be taken in a short duration and long duration or long term uh to make sure that these kind of incidents are not happening because even if we are talking about data which is a uh, kind of regulated data or uh, legally protected data in those cases uh, regulators or agencies will be very interested to know that what you have done to protect your data right and if you need to take more steps like you have to inform uh, your customer depending on where you are doing business what type of data it is uh, you can take those steps so but they they want to understand like what is the entire rca what is the lesson learning and based on that the actions can be taken and those are important but the immediate thing should be that the damage need to be reduced uh, you know that something has been impacted it should not be a rippling effect for other data sets or other system components okay makes sense so doing both at the same time like controlling the damage right. and also going out to the stakeholders and keeping them up right. to date right and it should be done in careful uh, like way right uh, you need not to create a panic at the same time you must be abiding with the uh, policies and the guidelines which are there in the country so i think those two things need to be balanced out properly that you are being transparent you are informing the stakeholders with the facts and you should have those facts while you are reporting these uh, events to the agencies and regulators at the same time you should not be creating a panic right so right, right set of information should be provided for example uh, if there was a data breach and data was encrypted probably the damage is on much lower side right if only encrypted data has been exposed and in some geographies that may not even qualify qualify for data breach because the actual data has not been breached so right. giving the right information uh, being factual and assessing what is the impact and based on that the communication need to be uh, given to the all the stakeholders who are impacted and who need to be informed uh, reported okay makes sense now uh, let's move to the rapid fire uh, section so what's your persona animal i think i like tiger i, I like that okay uh, what is one of the myths about cyber security I think one thing is that people need to realize that there is nothing called 100% security. Uh, there are two type of organization, right? One, those who have been breached, and second, those who need to be like informed that they have they have been breached. So there is nothing called 100% security. You need to assess where you are, and based on that, you can secure your organization. Okay. Uh, the next question is: Assuming you are hiring, in one sentence, what stands out in a candidate's resume for you? I think articulation and integrity is important. I, I mean, these two things are important in information security uh, roles. You need to be really good in articulation because you have to communicate with different stakeholders. You need to articulate based on your audience. And second is integrity. Uh, I think if if I have a doubt on someone's integrity, I think that that will not work. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, what is the biggest lie you have heard in cyber security? I have encrypted everything. I have firewall, and hence I am secure and compliant. <laughs> so, uh, what advice would you give your twenty-five-year-old self starting in security, and why? I think learn a little bit of uh, more of developing uh, like software development side. 
I feel that I started my career in information security and have been heavily involved in uh, uh, in the compliance audit side. I think having the experience in product development and uh, I think that side helps a lot. And even today, I feel like I I, I should uh, go and have some kind of learning on on those uh, aspects as well. Okay. Um, so with that, uh, we we wrap up the rapid fire round as well. So thank you so much, Swati. Uh, it was so insightful to speak with you. Uh, looking forward to learn more from you in future. Thank you so much, Mr. Thanks.